0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Welcome to today's episode of the Clark Howard Show. We've made it to Friday, and it's time for my favorite activity of the week, hearing about how much I stink. So I also have great news for you about getting your credit report for free when you want it. Now let me tell you something about Clark Stinks. The purpose of Clark Stinks is to provide better information to you and make me better at what I do. All of us become creatures of habit and our minds actually narrow over time. So I need sometimes for you to shake me up and get me looking at a new way of thinking about things. And that's why we have Clark Stinks. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of
0: yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: Maybe you're right, pal. All right,
0: Clark, an anonymous... Anonymous pharmacist wrote, I'm proud of the work that Walgreens and our teams of pharmacists, technicians, and logistics personnel have accomplished during the rollout of the COVID vaccine these past several months. As a pharmacist who has contributed to the more than 5 million doses Walgreens has given to long term care facilities, I respectfully disagree with your assessment of our performance. We have persevered through many challenging conditions. Bitter cold, car accidents, driving rain, decrepit nursing homes, violent patients, and uncooperative facility staff. Our efforts at conservatorship of the vaccine and redirecting resources where needed make me happy to be with this great company.
1: I love your loyalty to Walgreens and how much you have enjoyed working there and how many hardworking people you get the privilege of working with day-by-day and on the delivery of the vaccine to long-term care facilities. And I'm I'm not saying at all that CVS and Walgreens don't have good, decent, hardworking, wonderful people working there. It's just these two companies stretch their staffs too thin, and the results have been pretty clear at the slow rollout by both of these behemoths compared to what's happened in states that have relied upon small, locally-owned pharmacists who've been far, far more efficient at getting vaccines into people's arms. And again, this has nothing to do with the workers. It has to do with the corporate culture, the management of these two giant enterprises.
0: If you can afford a Tesla, then you can afford to throw out your AIM toothpaste and just use Parodontex. Just use the money you save on razor blades. Love the podcast, Jim.
1: So, Jim, okay. I have been getting so much heat from people about what I talked about with the tax. If you're not familiar, it's a toothpaste that costs more per ounce than gold. Just seems to. Anyway, <laughs> my dental hygienist uh, was... Really got such a kick out of it, because another patient of hers, who she recommended Paradontex to, came in the next time and was complaining to the end of the earth about how unbelievably expensive it is. So she gave both of us uh, gifts of samples of (laughs) Paradontex, so that we wouldn't have to pay for it for a while. But I hear you, and... I should think instead, though, all the money I save by not having to buy gasoline, that would be the big thing that would make it possible for me to pay for the paradigm tax. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's a big expense. But my hygienist insists that it's made my gums much healthier by using this unbelievably overpriced toothpaste.
0: Clark, you're awesome, but your lack of concern regarding our fragile environment does stink. You were embarrassed that Walmart delivered two tubes of toothpaste to your door and wondered how much money that cost Walmart. What about the waste of gas and other resources to make such a small delivery? Walmart will undoubtedly recover. Our environment is getting to the point where it may not. Beth.
1: Beth, thank you for that. Now, what happens with delivery is we saw this with Amazon, and we're seeing this with Walmart, is that as you get critical mass of deliveries, the efficiency per mile of delivery becomes greater than each of us individually going to the store to tote stuff home ourselves. But there's a story that's talked about a lot in financial publications that I don't address because it doesn't directly concern us as consumers, but it does, in the circumstance of your question... The delivery vehicles are all going to convert to electric in the next couple of years, and it's going to be a real net positive for the planet as the deliveries are all done by electric vehicles instead of being done by gas or diesel engine vehicles.
0: And see, it's full circle. You could have picked up the Paradontex with your Tesla.
1: That, that is true.
0: <laughs> okay. Hey, Mr. Clark, you are a smelly sock. Well, I guess my dad smells too. I am 10 years old. My sister is five years old. My dad makes us listen to your show every single night for the last three years as we go to sleep. Ugh. I guess one good thing is that at least your voice always puts us right to sleep. My dad is laughing right now while I'm typing this. Simone.
1: <laughs> Simone. I am really, really sorry that you have to suffer with me. So the only thing I can say to you, Simone, and your sister, is that when you get older, there will be a point, probably sometime late teens or in your 20s, when stuff that I bored you with will just come somewhere out of the deep recesses (laughs) of your brain and will lead you to financial independence someday.
0: As a tax preparer with 10 years of experience, I would suggest that you just add a little more advice to your statements about individual stock investing. I have a lot of clients, especially the younger ones, who use Robinhood-style platforms. Unfortunately for them, I have to charge a higher fee due to, their ta- to do their taxes because of the necessary reporting, which is often more than trivial money they made. More than. Yeah, more than the trivial yeah. money they made, if they've made any at all. Not to mention the same issues now happening with crypto trades. Thanks for your work. I not only appreciate your advice, but I admire and respect your commitment to being a kind and thoughtful individual. The respect and love you have for others, even when you you disagree with them, comes through in your broadcast.
1: So this is something that does not get addressed enough. And I thank you as someone dealing with the consequences of frequent trading that you see is that someone can end up a net loser because of the taxes they have on what's known as ordinary income tax. It is realized when you have a holding less than 12 months. So the whole idea of the the trade, 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 buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, whether it's crypto or it's stocks or whatever, is that you're generating enormously disadvantaged tax rates for yourself and it makes it much harder for you to net a reasonable return on the money. Now, the alternative is to do this kind of stuff inside an IRA, but that would be great from a tax standpoint, but it defeats what you're trying to do with an IRA or Roth, which is build up long-term money for retirement.
0: Your advice to buy only third-party insurance for a cell phone such as SquareTrade, doesn't add up. Square Trade for an iPhone is $9 a month or $216 for two years. AppleCare is $200 for that same time and has a lower deductible on some repairs. Further, your beloved Consumer Reports even says that AppleCare is a good idea for some customers. The need for and best-fitting insurance is situational, not a one-size-fits-all solution as you suggested. P.U. You stink. Aaron.
1: Thank you, Aaron. And I love the way you worded it because I've read the Consumer Reports thing, and yes, it is true there are circumstances where there are people who just need something like Apple Care uh, because they're not that technology technologically savvy. But the math, as Consumer Reports has stated, is not favorable to owning any form of. Uh, service plan extended warranty anything like that my son and i have argued about apple care for years and what i've told him is when he's earning his own paycheck if he wants to spend the money on apple care he can do it but maybe by then he'll have gotten smarter and he'll have discovered how much better android is (laughs)
0: One very useful area that was left out in the exceptions to your anti gift card position is buying gift cards for yourself to use. Here's an example. I bought a MacBook Air for my wife for Christmas. Target had a deal. If you spent $100 plus on an Apple gift card, you would get a $20 Target gift card for free. My wife and I shop at Target Target particularly for baby supplies, so getting back a Target gift card was the same as cash in my opinion. I bought 10 $100 Apple e-gift cards on 10 different transactions. I ended up getting back $200 in Target cards, plus my Discover card had Target as one of its 5% rotating categories. I paid off the Discover card at the end of the month, of course, but earned $50 cash back. So the net cost of the laptop was $750, a savings of $250 by using gift cards. Nelson.
1: I love this, Nelson. I love it. You made it work. And as I've always said with gift cards, if you get more in value for them than what you paid, that's when a gift card is worth the hazard that comes with them. Great job.
0: Clark, super hosts are Airbnb hosts who do a great job not just those who have multiple properties. In fact, number of properties is not a superhost factor at all. I'm sure you've already heard from many of us on this. Thanks for all you do. Mary, a.k.a. Surf City Getaway in Surf City, North Carolina.
1: Mary, thank you very much. I appreciate this because um, this is one I've already been corrected on for Airbnb as it works differently on Airbnb than it does VRBO. And thank you for pointing this out.
0: In the recounting of your Amazon delivery horror story, you said that you didn't want the extra bed that Amazon finally delivered. Amazon offered to let you just keep it. Rather than returning it to Amazon, who had already written it off, you could have donated it to a local shelter or Habitat house. Someone local could have benefited from the gesture. David.
1: David, you're right. Completely right. And I'm thick-headed that I didn't think of that I won't make that mistake again.
0: And a few on this topic. You told your audience older people from the South had such bad schooling that they can't pronounce <laughs> words of more than two syllables. Believe it or not, not everyone born in the South is a booger-eating moron. Some of us can actually think, reason, and use multisyllabic words Properly. Did I just say that right? I think I did. Uh, (laughs) It seems like you're constantly down on the United States, picking out every flaw and letting us know that every country is better than us on a regular basis. And now you've shown your special contempt for those of us who live in the South. I'm starting to think you really don't like this country, Ethan.
1: Wow. So first of all, Ethan, when I talk about that stuff, I'm really just picking on myself. And when I say I was a product of Southern schools, because, you know, I grew up in the South. I still live in the South. And so I like to pick on myself, and that was just me doing that. And I did not mean to uh, bring offense to anybody among my fellow Southerners. And I love this country. This country has meant everything to me. And my family, I'm from an immigrant family. And we appreciate, each of us individually and collectively as a family, appreciate so much what these United States mean. And I am grateful to a country that my relatives came here, my grandparents came here uh, truly penniless and were able to establish lives for themselves, not to mention the freedoms that we have in the United States. So please understand... What I said about my uh, poor use of the English language is really just making lighthearted fun at my own expense and not in any way meant to make fun of the South, my fellow Southerners, and certainly not the United States of America. I appreciate all of your posts on Clark Stinks, and next I've got an assignment for you. It's not going to cost you a dime and could save you some major hassles in your life. What you don't know sometimes can hurt you, and that's been so true with our credit. So this past year, we've had the ability to check our credit reports for free through the semi-official site, annualcreditreport.com. Years ago, Congress passed a law requiring Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion to make available our credit report to us once from each bureau each year for free, one time a year. But then there was a different piece of legislation temporarily passed because of the pandemic that allowed you to check your credit weekly and not have to pay to see your report. And this became important during the pandemic because so many lenders and other organizations were mistakenly reporting you as delinquent on loans that you had the right for temporary forbearance and to be considered to be still current. And that's why I've encouraged you, much more than normal, to check your credit reports regularly. So this freebie is coming to an end in April. So moving forward, you're only going to have the original access of once a year with each of the bureaus, unless... You sign up for Credit Karma. Credit Karma gives you the ability to see two of your three credit files free whenever you want with typically a weekly update on your score. And I get a report card every seven days from Credit Karma telling me my score is going up or down. My score has gone down recently, uh, not into any danger area, but based on their scoring model, I'm in the upper 700s. And so I know nothing funny is going on with my credit. And what's wonderful is you get quick alerts when there is a change going on with your credit. And so Credit Karma, what they do is they use your information to then try to target you with specific offers. It is is free, but you're paying with them having information about your financial behavior. It is a trade-off that is worth it to me. And if your credit is frozen, you cannot sign up with Credit Karma. You would temporarily have to thaw your credit files with Equifax and TransUnion, the two that you can track with Credit Karma, and set up the Credit Karma, and then immediately your credit refreezes. You know, just uh, thaw it for a day to set up the credit karma, and then you're good moving forward to have the free up-to-date information on what's going on with your credit standing, and it's too bad Experian isn't part of it, but you get enough information, really, from having Equifax and TransUnion. One thing a lot of people don't understand is that the information on your credit files will not be identical from one bureau to another to another. Because trade lines, you know, credit card companies, banks, whoever reports to credit bureaus, they choose who they want to subscribe to as a bureau. That's why the information listed will be different, one bureau to another. Krista?
0: Michael in Tennessee says, Clark, tell us the specifics of the daddy match with your kids. How much do you match their savings contributions? How long must the kids' contributions stay in their accounts before the match contributions are vested? Do you have a cap on their matched contributions?
1: So the daddy match. Here's the idea. In my family, teenagers are expected to work. And teenagers don't have the expenses generally that we do as adults. So when I offer my kids, and I did this first with my oldest daughter, who's now 31, When she got her first job as a hostess at a restaurant when she was 15, I offered her the daddy match from her first paycheck, and that was every dollar that she saved and didn't spend that she turned over to me, I matched with a dollar to go in her Roth IRA. She has a lifelong savings habit, It's a good kind of habit to have, right? And at 31, she already has a quite hefty Roth IRA because through the years, she has continued to contribute to it. And there's no daddy match anymore for her as an adult. She just continues to contribute to it and has built up money. Did the same thing with my middle child when she started working when she was 16. And my son, who's 15, is about to have his first job. And it's going to be extra important for him because, well, as he will admit, he tends to be a spender. And so it's going to be like pulling teeth to get him to take the free money from dad with the daddy match. As to whether or not uh, any of my three kids would turn around and blow the money in their Roth IRA, that is a hazard for them. Um, It has not happened with the two older ones. And hopefully it will not happen with any of the three over time that they will honor the commitment that I made with the match and leave that money alone.
0: Henry in Wisconsin says, If I sign up for the BP Me Gas Rewards app and add my Costco credit card as the payment method, would I lose the 4% gas purchase rewards on my Costco card and only receive 5 cents off a gallon rewarded by the BP Me Rewards program? Or would I receive both rewards? $0.05 Five cents off a gallon from BP Me Rewards and 4% back on gas purchases using my Costco card.
1: As I understand it, you double dip here. That you would have the Costco cash back percent you get for buying gasoline, uh, four percent for every gallon you buy. Sam's Club members, you got the Sam's Club MasterCard, you get five percent back, by the way. Anyway, you would you would be able to truly do the double dip of getting the 4% from Costco or 5% from Sam's and then the additional discount from BP Me. The major oil companies are losing so much market share to, ironically enough, people filling up their vehicles at Costco and Sam's Club and filling them up at the major independents. Wawa, Sheets, Quick Trip, Racetrack are all taking – more and more market share from the major stations and so the reward program like bp me is to try to create some brand loyalty back to the major oil companies
0: timothy in arizona says clark everyone is saying something should be done to stop the insane speculation in certain smaller stocks which have folks betting both ways betting that the stock will go up or down I have a solution, I think. A much higher tax rate on short-term capital gains. Do you think this is a good idea?
1: Actually, not only is it a good idea, it's how the tax code works. That if you have a holding in a stock for less than a year, you get clobbered with the taxes you would owe if you were lucky enough to make money. So the tax code already accounts for that, and it is designed specifically, and we address this briefly With an accountant in Clark Stinks, it is already a punitive tax to encourage people to buy and hold stocks and investments rather than uh, turn them and burn them over and over again.
0: Krishna says, my ex has not paid off and closed a joint credit card we opened together in the mid-90s despite agreeing to do so per divorce decree. The balance is in excess of $20,000 and none of the charges are mine. I have not had access to the card since the divorce in 2015, and it's hurting my credit score and my ability to recover financially. I've written to and called the credit card company, and so far, they've been unwilling to remove me from the card. Is there anything I can do? It is difficult enough to leave an abusive marriage and start over after 20 years, and this situation seems very unfair considering that we are now divorced and none of this is mine.
1: I am really, really sorry. This is the gift that keeps on giving from your former spouse. And the situation you have is why almost no banks anymore issue jointly owned credit cards. The banks tend to issue only a single owner with additional authorized users because of these messy situations. So here's what's awful in your circumstance the bank is not a party to your divorce, they have a pre existing legal contract with you and your former spouse and that remains the superior document regardless of what your decree says the action that you have to do is go back to your divorce lawyer and for shorthand they tend to call the action they file a contempt of divorce action that they file against your former spouse depending on the state you live in The punitive penalties your former spouse would suffer under and court action following this filing would vary, but it is the leverage you have and it's the leverage you have to use because a credit card account like this stays open perpetually and that's why you can't just sit idly by. You've got to go back to your lawyer and go after your ex on this. And I'm really, really uh, sorry about what happened in your case. And in fact, coming up on a future podcast, I want to talk about how you navigate applying for credit as a couple for any of a number of reasons and circumstances above and beyond what we're dealing with here with divorce. I want you to know I wish I could answer all the questions that come in, but I'm just one guy. And that's why we have the Team Clark Consumer Action Center. And we answer your questions one-on-one. For information how to reach one of our members of Team Clark, go to clark.com CAC.